Welcome to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. Every week, she's bringing inspiring guests to help you embrace motherhood the cool mom way. Emily knows firsthand being a mom is hard AF, but she's passionate that doesn't need to be the end of the story. Shift your perspective on what it means to be a mom while learning practical tips and mom hacks you can use right away. Stay you while nailing the mom game. That's what being a cool mom is all about. Class is now in session. Here's your host, Emily Kylo. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Cool Mom 101. It's Emily here. I hope y'all are having a fabulous week so far. And I hope your last week went really well. I wanted to share that mine was pretty epic. Uh, It was just a really good week. I launched my new website for Cool Mom 101. So make sure you check it out. And I had a really successful giveaway with uh, Donnie from Style for the Priv. That was last week's guest. So that was awesome. And then also, fun little thing, me and a few friends worked on a parody video of um, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And Dorit, who is actually on The Real Housewives, posted it to her Instagram. So that was fun. And yeah, it was just like a really fun, um, creative thing to do. And I had the best time recording it. And it was just kind of like the little icing on the cake, as they say, that she, um, like she reposted it. So that was cool. Um, and you know, if you're not having the best week, that's okay too. My challenge to you is think of one fun thing you can do to celebrate yourself this week. Could be like a bath, could be like giving yourself a manicure, which I did last night and it's a little sad, but you know what? It'll do. It'll do. So that's my challenge to you. Think of something you can do to just tell yourself like, you're amazing. I love you because we need to do it, you know? So let's get to the episode today. We're at episode 21 and I have Nicole and she is the budget babe from Budget for Millennials, which is um, a service that helps millennials take charge of their finances, get out of debt and budget for their best life. So Nicole is also a mama to Aaron, cute little babe, and she has a book called Living in the Red, so make sure you check that out as well. So for this episode, we chat accepting help as moms and why that can be hard sometimes, but is so important. Why tangible, non-restrictive budgeting really works. How social media affects the way we spend and actually the way we view motherhood. Plus, we chat specific tips on how to save some money during COVID-19. So I hope you enjoy this episode. We're on a bit of a money kick this month. And let's get right to it. Here's episode 22 with Nicole from Budgets for Millennials. I want to welcome Nicole to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. This is so cool. My pleasure. So we are going to jump right on in to the mom fashions. Are you ready? I am ready. (laughs) What is the best part of being a mom? Uh, For me, when I went back to work is really when it hit me and 
I really realized the purpose that being a mom has given me and it just magnified my why and everything that I do. And a lot of it comes back to just being like a good role model and it pushes me to like practice patience and has really like pulled out my creative side. And so it just has really inspired me to, um, like push myself for him. And so I think that is probably the best thing is just how much your kids teach you and everything you learn from them every day and just watching them grow. And they're just so amazed by everything. And I think it's just gives you a lot of perspective about life and just being like really simple sometimes and doing the small things. And yeah, I think that's just like so cool to get to experience every day. Yes, I love that. Um, the natural kind of awe of children. I mean, yeah. especially I think, um, so Nicole's son, Aaron, is a similar age to Leo. And I think they're just getting into the kind of peak of that because they're, you know, not quite two, but over Yeah, one. they're so fun right now. They're really fun. And they're just yeah, so, it's so fun by random things. He'll just start laughing at nothing, like, thing, you know, just ridiculous things. And it's so yeah, but then that kind of concerns you because you're like, what are you looking at right now that I'm not seeing? You're like, what's funny about that? But yeah, um, and I also love that you mentioned creativity because I hadn't really stopped to think about that, but I've definitely noticed that it's like amplified my creativity. I don't really know the explanation for that, but it's because it you have to figure out something to do for them that takes you like an hour to put together and then five <laughs> minutes to entertain them and then you're like well okay that was fun for me but what are we going to do next and now what and I think yeah. too I don't know if you've noticed this but my I think you were similar to is like I was always quite efficient um but after becoming a mom I'm like next level shit like I can do the amount of things I can accomplish in an hour is like mind-boggling yeah, it, it made going back to work to my like full-time job. It just like, that's what I mean about like the purpose. You just like want to be there and you want to just get stuff done. And and then you get home and you want to get stuff done. And just because you want to have time to spend with your family. But yeah, it's like just getting stuff done, I feel like. Yes, for sure. And yeah. taking gears, what would you say is the hardest lesson you've learned so far as a mom? definitely I think accepting help and I think social media does such like a bad job of like portraying like parents that have like seven kids and they all are wearing the same thing they all look super cute and they're all put together and then you're like okay well I have one kid and a dog and I'm like I can't I can't I barely put makeup on in the morning never mind like a full face and I just think it's like you need to ask for help. And I'm like, do these people have help? And like, I'm so grateful that, you know, my mom would cook freezer meals and come over and offer to like hold Aaron or take turns. But it was so hard to like ask for help and accept it. Yes, for sure. And I don't yeah. know about you, but I even at the very beginning, I got pretty good at it quickly, but I didn't even know what to ask for, like what help yeah. for. Um, so yeah, that was something that I struggled with. Cause I was like, I know I'm floundering, but I don't even know yeah. where to start <laughs> to ask for help. Yeah. Well, cause you don't know what to ask. It's like, you're like, I like, do you hold the baby while I go have a shower or 
can you hold the baby and I'll cook? Or can you just do the laundry? You have to delegate to someone that's a family member or a friend and then you kind of feel icky about it because you're, you want their help, but then you just end up saying, oh no, it's fine, I'll just do it myself. And I feel like that is so hard because you do want their help, but you don't want to seem like you need it. And that, I don't know if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, and you know what? The, like, just kind of, which I think we've all done, or a lot of us, you know, the, oh, don't worry about it. Like, I guess I'll do it. When deep down, you know you want to say yes to that help. Yeah, you want to say Um, yes so bad. (laughs) um, I always kind of go by the rules of like food or um, self-care. So yeah, if someone needs to take a shower or something, like help them do that. Food, any and all forms of already made food, I always accepted. (laughs) Sometimes like leave a lasagna. (laughs) Sometimes I'll be able to bring me like a pint of ice cream from Ernest, like something like that, because it was really helpful, made me feel good, but wasn't like not difficult for them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because people come over, they want to see the baby, they want to hold the baby, and it's like, yeah, someone bring me my earnest ice cream. Like, Absolutely. Like, I've yeah. really been feeling, after I became a mom, I really understand and kind of feel that quote. That's It goes like, everyone wants to hold the baby, but who wants to hold the mom? Oh, a hundred, yeah, 100%. And, like, it kind of makes you feel better because then when they come to see you, they, like, look past the fact that your hair is a hot mess and you have, like, a bed head and you're wearing, like, three-day-old pajamas and no one cares if you showered or not because, like, but then that's what they should be looking at is, like, oh, okay, maybe I need to say, I'll hold the baby, you go have a shower. Like, what do you totally. need, you know? But I think Absolutely. people just don't know what to ask. No. Um, and I'll never forget, like, the little things that were so big that people did for me like I remember my aunt came over and cleaned my entire bath like our entire bathroom like really cleaned it and that made me emotional because how the f was I going to clean a bathroom with a two-week-old oh girl I wasn't even sitting down for like the first two weeks (laughs) I wasn't doing that so those things the like chores were felt really good I thought yeah yeah, and you're like, oh, thank God someone cleaned behind the toilet. <laughs> yeah, because, like, I ain't getting down there right now. <laughs> yeah, I know it's so hard to ask for help. And, like, now as a new mom, I guess I'm not really a year and a half almost, but um, just any new mom friends that I have reaching out, like, can I support you anyway? You know, can I ship you guys, like, skip the dishes, whatever it is, or diapers, you know, do you want to call them vent or have a cry like what do you need you know absolutely and that's that's like the money shot because I think we all need to support the people around us because that is just your community and if we don't help the mamas then the babies don't succeed either no and it yeah it's such something that's looked I think looked past a lot is like mom's mental health like self-care and mental health and everything like that is definitely something that like you need to check in with these people because they're going through so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I'm curious to know, I used to ask this question, have you experienced mom guilt? And now mm-hmm. I don't say have because I haven't come across someone who hasn't experienced it on some level. Totally. So I'm going to change it a bit. So in what ways or way, what's a way that you've experienced mom guilt and how have you kind of over overcame that? I think like for me right now, I'll just like touch on something like super recent just with everything going on. Um, my mom is driving an 
like I was mentioning earlier, like she lives in White Rock. So she's driving like 40, 45 minutes both ways every day, shows up with a smile on her face. And I'm like, oh, maybe she needs one day off. But it's so much easier when she comes because we get work done. And, you know, Erin loves it. But then it's been four weeks and she's coming like six or seven, eight hours a day. And I just feel like bad or guilty that, you know, she's coming in every day and, you know, she just like, it's, it's a lot taking care of a one and a half year old and like finding stuff for them to do, taking them out for walks. And she takes our dog with her too. And just, it's just like checking in with her and saying like, please let me know when this is enough or if you can't come in for a day. And she's like, no, I don't want you to feel bad. Like that's not the point. If you feel bad, then there really is no point in me coming mm-hmm. in. But it's just like accepting that, you know, she's told me, I just have to swallow my pride and say, you know, this is time that she gets with him and he's in good hands. And yeah, I'm just like, and then I have to just be like, hey, grateful. And then I can pass this along one day when this is all over, like going and helping somebody else. So I think it's, it's really easy to have mom guilt about almost anything, like taking a night off and going out with your friends but like, it's good for them. And I think you just have to remember it's good for them. They're socializing, they're outside, they're with people that love them. And yeah, just remember that you're setting a good example, I think is the main thing, whether they see it or not, but like showing them that you're working is important or whether you're staying at home, like whatever it is, it's that you're just showing them that it's okay too, and to ask, like to ask for help, you know? So it is a tough thing to overcome mom guilt, but just reminding yourself that you are doing a good job and whatever's in the best interest of your little human is like why you're doing it. Totally. And I think even before that, if it's in your best interest for your mental health or Mm -hmm. your physical health, even then that makes sense too, because that's how you can be a happy, healthy kind of family unit. If you have like a very, you know, distraught or overworked whatever it is the case is mom it's not a good scene no yeah Yeah, you you need the time to yourself and if you have someone that's offering it then just say like just say yes you know (laughs) what why exactly just say yes like why (laughs) you know I, I write that in my book too like I Nicole give you permission to say no or say yes like in this case, always say yes. You know, money things, maybe say no. But yeah. when it comes to being a mom and asking for help, always say yes. So yeah, that you shouldn't feel, yeah, you just need to kind of get over that hump. And when you do and you realize how good you feel in that moment where you've taken time for yourself, I think that's when that mom guilt kind of washes away. Yes, it can kind of float away a bit. Yeah. I always think too, and I've kind of had to work to reframe my mind around that as well, around accepting help. I think, Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is just, it seems to be a very common thing for young women. I just, I do see it a lot. I don't know if it's the societal pressure to, kind of you touched on it, like have this perfect view of like being a mother and being like an entrepreneur or like Mm -hmm. mom, whatever it is. You have these like ridiculous expectations that I think society puts a bit of pressure on not Mm -hmm. sure but I I do notice it a lot but one way that's helped me kind of reframe my mind around it too is thinking about when I offer someone help so whenever I'm offering someone help it's because I want to offer that so it's like I now 
I now operate from a place of like, if someone's offering me, it's because they genuinely want to help me and I'm worth helping. So why wouldn't I accept that help? I love that. That's so true. Yeah. Like when I, yeah, that's such a good example because you're not just offering help for the fun of it. (laughs) It's because you genuinely like mean it. Yeah. I think that I'm going to, I'm going to take that one on too. I like that one a lot. Awesome. Well, and you kind of mentioned it too, like how you, you know, as soon as someone in your community, you know, is a new mom and has a baby, a friend of yours, you're right there trying to see how you can help. And why is that? It's because you want to help this person. You want to see them succeed. It's not mm-hmm. because you hope they'll say no. Like that's just yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you, I feel like after you become a new mom, it just puts so many things in perspective that, and like you mentioned earlier too, you just become so efficient and yes. it allows you time and space to offer that help too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would love for you to tell us about your business, Budgets for Millennials. And so tell us a bit about what the business is and kind of the origin story. So how it started. For sure. So I wrote a book, kind of started writing it before, maybe four years ago, just like random blog posts that I was going to post and just like share my trials and tribulations of living in Vancouver and all this. And then like my now husband, Dave, spoiler alert, told me, oh, you should write a book. And I was like, yeah, okay. So, but then I was like, okay, yeah, why not? So then I started working on this project and then it was going to come to an end. And I'm like, Kate, I have so much experience that I want to share with people. And I want to help other people get into like a good place with their money. Because the more I kind of started trialing this idea out with people and talking to people about it. And as soon as you start talking to someone about money, like their immediate thing is like after they get past the like sweaty factor of like, oh my God, we're going to talk about how much debt I have. It's like <laughs> such a cool conversation to have with someone about like small things that they can do that they just might not have thought about because maybe they didn't have the time or just didn't have the right tools. So for me, then I was like, okay, there's definitely like a need and an opportunity here to reach out to a specific target millennials and, you know, Gen Z and talk to them about money and really put a plan in place with them. Something that's like tangible, something that isn't restrictive and something that they can actually like implement in their daily life. And so that like was how I transitioned from like my book, which is about finance and like my terrible spending habits. It's a story of that through my Mm twenties and just like how I want to now transition into helping other people and the trick that really turned my finances around and help other people can implement the tool that I teach in my program. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm excited to like, yeah, get this book out there and like I've started coaching one-on-one and doing group trainings and um, I just like feel like fired up about it when I talk to people about it. So it's, it's exciting. For sure. Now you mentioned something there that I definitely wanted to touch on. Now Mm -hmm. you said that people are kind of, you know, sweaty about it. Yeah. And so I, why do you think money is still kind of a taboo topic? I think because of, again, social media, like people are, like for me, when I was in my 20s, 
I would see people like going on holiday and going out for like brunch and shopping and all this stuff. And I was like, you know, I kind of, we kind of worked in the same industry. We're probably making about the same amount of money. And like, we're all just floating around doing our thing, but no one's ever talking about like the money it costs for us to actually be living this lifestyle. And so it's kind of like becomes like a subconscious challenge with each other to like, but to spend this money and do these things, but no one's actually talking about the money that it costs to do these things. And most people, like seven out of 10 people are living paycheck to paycheck because of consumer debt. And that's like a terrible way to live. Like you don't have to live like that. You know, there are ways you can manage your money, simple things that you can do to pay off debt, get into like a really good place, go on vacations and have them prepaid in advance, you know, small things. And I think people just don't want to talk about it because they're embarrassed. And that's why they get sweaty, you know, I'm like, totally. hey, let's rip the bandaid off and, you know, I'm not going to judge you. No. And this is a thing to me at, at the core, your issues aren't actually about money. Like there's always those like emotions behind the money. If mm-hmm. you will. Totally. So I think that's really important too, to kind of learn to let go of some of those emotions. A hundred percent. And have you noticed that with your kind of clients and your coaching programs? Yeah, and for sure. And one of the things that I think is a constant theme and something they've done studies on too is that our money habits are a direct correlate or have a direct correlation to how we grew up and how we saw our parents um, utilizing their money. So that's like something that's instilled to us or in us from a really young age. So, you know, being a mom and, you know, now that I'm really aware of that is showing Aaron like really good money habits from a young age, whether it's birthday money or, you know, his first job and just even how we live our lifestyle, making sure that he understands how we go on a vacation or how we drive a car and, you know, put gas in it and that all these things cost money and how we earn that money is going to be such an important thing for me to teach my son because of now knowing where that relationship with money comes from. And, everyone has a story that I talk to and work with that correlates back to their parents. It's really interesting actually. And when they kind of figure out that trigger for them, it's really easy to work past it and kind of, they have that like aha moment where they're like, that's why. And then they're kind of able to work past that, which is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, it's not just about overspending, you know, it's like, okay, but how did you get to that point? Yeah. I think it's so important to address that. Otherwise, I'm sure people will just end up in the same positions. Like it's kind of like a Band-Aid fix, isn't it? Totally. It's like you really, like I always say, it's like losing weight, you know? Someone's telling you you have to start a budget on Monday. It's like dieting. You (laughs) like binge, 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 binge on Sunday. And like, then you fall off the wagon a weekend, you know? It's just not sustainable. And people don't have to live like that, whether it's diet or nutrition or money they don't have to it's just having and like investing in yourself too right and paying for a coach and and just spending that time addressing these things so you can move forward with your life definitely yeah I was curious to know what are some of the common issues that you see with 
millennials because you work specifically with that group right now. So what are the common kind of threads you're seeing? Um, a lot of it is one, they don't know, they don't know, or don't have a budget in place, which is something that, you know, there's lots of apps out there, but it's finding something that works with you. But the first thing is, is that they don't have a budget. So for me, it's so important that you know where every dollar is going that you're making. Um, so having a budget, um, is basically like most of it is that they don't have a budget. Um, the second thing is that they're not checking their credit card statements as easy as it is. They're just letting, they're just paying the minimum payment every month. They're not actually opening up their credit card bills or they're just putting a couple hundred dollars here, a couple hundred dollars there. And then they open it and they have like almost a max credit card and they have no idea how they got there. So those like two are the most common things that like I work with or they and the last one is a lot of people spend more than they are than they earn because they really don't understand how taxes work and so they think they're making fifty thousand dollars a year when they're actually making like 36 after tax so they're living beyond their means before they even actually look at the numbers so those are like the three most common things that we address like in our on our one-on-one time together Right. That Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. (laughs) That sounds, I've heard all these things for sure. (laughs) And experienced some of them myself. (laughs) It's hard though. Like you just, you want to go on vacation, you want to have new clothes or the newest iPhone, whatever it is, but, and you can't have those things. You just have to plan for them. Yes. And I really like that approach. And I will say, you said this earlier, but I, I think it really needs to be realistic, your budget. So I think that's where I remember I would have problems sometimes because it was just way too strict. You know, like totally. so it felt suffocating. Mm-hmm. Um, so that to me, it, like I liked your analogy with like dieting. If you're like, mm-hmm. I can never eat chocolate. It's like, okay, but how about you eat some chocolate when you really want it? You know, that type of thing. Um, yeah. And maybe you don't eat chocolate all day, every day, because that wouldn't be good either. Um, but I think... Sometimes it's a good thing, but... Yeah, yeah. But I think that's where a lot of people can run into issues by being kind of too strict about it. Totally. Yeah. And like my approach is it's called the money quadrant. So there's four quadrants and one of them is dedicated to your um, spending money. And it's 20% is how it works out of your paycheck and for example like I'm super transparent and my bi-weekly allowance I call it is $250 cash which is $500 um, a month in for coffee dinners out getting my hair done whatever it is and like that's not a small amount of money like between my husband and I that's $12,000 a year we're spending on coffee and like eating out and doing our hair or nails or well that's me and him getting his hair cut but like that's a lot of money. Like I like dropped the F bomb being like, fuck, that's a lot of money. Like (laughs) when you look at it over a year, you're like, it really puts things in perspective. And that 20%, some people adjust down to 15% because 
they'll trial it for a couple of weeks and they'll be like, oh, actually I've had a lot of residual money left over from this. So I'm going to lower it and move that into my savings account. So it's flexible, the quadrant. And people are like, wow, that's actually a lot of money to spend every two weeks. And that's like the biggest piece of feedback that I get is, oh, this wasn't really restrictive. I actually felt like good about what I was spending and it made them think about their purchases. So it's kind of cool how it works that way. And it's, yeah, there's a ton of apps out there, but I think finding something that works for you is so important. Yes, absolutely. And I think with courses like this and having specialized support, whether it's I'll use like the diet, whether it's like getting a nutritionist or having Mm -hmm. a personal trainer. To me, A, they bring the expertise. Yes, I'm not denying that. But the second part of it, which is just as important, is the accountability and just kind Mm -hmm. of keeping you like interested and engaged in it. Yeah, like like, I love checking in with people. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm sure they like it too because it's, you know, something that keeps them motivated. Yeah. And the whole purpose is like, I want people to be excited about their money. I want them to check their paychecks every week so that they can do their quadrant planning and, you know, get into it and be in a relationship with their money. You know, everyone should be in a relationship with their money and know where their money's going. You know, it's just like dating. You need to, you know, plan it out and be prepared and all these things, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You got to get in bed with your money. (laughs) That's awesome. So for you personally on your kind of journey, and I'm sure you go into a lot of detail in your book about this, but what was the thing or maybe it's things that really Mm -hmm. flipped the switch for you and made you say like, fuck this. I'm not living like with credit card debt. I'm not Mm -hmm. living trying to buy stuff I don't give a shit about, like what, what changed that for you? I really, it was just kind of hitting rock bottom, you know, just one day driving home and sitting in my car and not being able to get a loan because my credit score was so bad and just feeling like I was in a hamster wheel and my life was passing me by. It sounds so cliche, but it just really felt like I had all these big dreams and things that I wanted to accomplish and I wasn't getting anywhere and I was just fed up. And I like talked to my sister and like, she lent me some money, you know, to help me get started, which is like so crazy to ask that from your younger sister. But, um, you know, like I'm totally transparent and I just like was so fed up and I just was tired of not being able to do the things I really wanted to do. And I never knew I really wanted to travel until my like husband and I started traveling and there's so much to see. And, you know, I feel like I wish I had figured this out sooner, which is why I want to start coaching millennials so that they can like live up their twenties, live up their thirties and be really financially prepared for whether it's starting a business or traveling the world or whatever it is, you know, being prepared to do anything. Cause I feel like I, I do have regrets and I wish that I had been more prepared financially. And, you know, I was just, yeah, really not prepared for life. So I just, yeah, wish that I had figured it out sooner. And I like, that's why I want to help people figure it out. So I come from a place of like, I've lived through all these bad experiences for you. Now I'd like to help you. (laughs) Now let's not do this again. Yes. 
Yeah. You can read my bad stories in my book, but don't, don't let it be you, you know, (laughs) figure it out sooner. Yeah. Something else I was curious to ask you about, Mm -hmm. um, was what is your advice for people on approaching money during times of crisis like now so this is kind of a unique circumstance but what is your advice for how people can kind of approach their money right now totally um I think right now is definitely a unique situation and it's definitely survival of the fittest you know with my program I encourage people to have three to six months of savings tucked aside for an emergency fund so that when like hopefully this will never happen again (laughs) and obviously like this is in hindsight having these things but you know it might take you two or three years to have that amount saved up but having an emergency fund is in place is like would take a load of stress off but right now for people that have don't have that option um looking into the credits that are available through the government right now. And this week they just opened it up so that you could apply for the Canadian emergency benefit right now. Um, Applying, reaching out to your credit cards because a lot of them, I think Dan City today just announced 0% interest on all credit cards. Um, BC Hydro is providing three months of bill credits for BC residents who lost their income. Um, Look into mortgage deferrals. Basically call, make a list. This is what I would do, make a list. Mm -hmm of every bill that you have, every expense you have and pour yourself a nice big glass of wine or whiskey, whatever your poison. <laughs> and even if it's 9 a.m. in the morning, start calling everybody, call your bank, call your groomer, call your, you know, mortgage company, call your insurance broker, put your car on storage insurance, like call everybody and ask them, what can you do for me? You know, I see other companies are doing 0% interest on on credit cards. Are you offering something similar? And then write down, you know, what what options you have and how much money, and then make a budget and figure out what your expenses look like after making all of those calls and really get creative with cooking, um, asking and trading stuff because you might have something that someone else needs. So don't be ashamed to post something on Facebook like, hey, I need this. Does anybody have it? I'm willing to trade this. And I think that right now, just getting really creative and calling everybody that you know in terms of your resources is definitely where I would start and reaching out and applying for that benefit that the government's providing because you get $2,000 a month for the next four months and then it goes down to regular EI. So if you have been laid off due to this situation, definitely apply this week. It just opened up to take advantage of those credits. Like don't be left behind. Apply now. You know, it might take a little while, but start the process like this week um, would be my like biggest suggestion and call everybody and ask them if you can push payments if you can have zero interest, whatever it is, but like definitely do some research. It's going to take time, but if you're really motivated to save your family some money and find some resources, then that's what I would recommend. That's great advice. And I think to me too, it's like, well, even if you try quite a few of those things and only maybe there's a couple places where you can save, it's still, you know, it's still something. And it's, I think it's worth the effort probably for a lot of people. Yeah. Especially like if you 
are, my heart goes out to people who, you know, they've lost their jobs or can't work for other reasons. Um, I was seeing that I think even one of the benefits, you don't even need to have been laid off. Like say one of you can't work because you have like us, like a 16 month old baby. Yeah. Um, I think you can still get certain benefits. So yeah, you can still apply and there is benefits for, um, like childcare, um, you know, even if you're doing your taxes right now too, there's some um, missed, like uh, things that a lot of people miss on uh, when they do their taxes is medical expenses, childcare, relocation for work, student loan interest, all these different things that people can apply for. You know, that's money back in your pocket. And yes, they've let us take some time to submit our taxes. I think it's June 1st. But like, just do it now, you know, you might owe a little bit of money, but at least, you know, now and you have time to make a payment plan with the government if you need to, but definitely you're going to have to take some time and it's really unfortunate. And like you said, like, I really feel for people right now, um, who are in this situation and, and reaching out to your friends too right now and asking if you can help and, you know, if there's anything that you can do, um, I think it's so important as a community for sure. Yes, I love that. And I, I can't remember where I heard this now, but someone was saying, probably someone famous, whatever, it doesn't matter, but they were saying <laughs> yeah. that um, in times of like crisis, their mom mm-hmm. told them to always look for the helpers because there's always people who want to help other people. And this goes guys all the way down to like banks even are trying to be helpful here right now. So yeah. you might just have to give them a little call, some of these places, yeah. but people are, I think, genuinely trying to help. And you just might have to look look around a little bit, but it is yeah. there. It's a pandemic. Like these are rare circumstances that people are in. And yeah, exactly what you said, people are turning their mentalities and they want to genuinely help. So don't be embarrassed to like reach out and ask for help because it's like warranted right now, especially. Yes, I think so. 100%. Yeah. So before we wrap up here with our final Mm -hmm. two questions, uh, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and share your knowledge and for making, you know, finance and budgeting sound fun. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> That's I'm awesome. such a nerd. I'm such a nerd about it. But yeah. No, it's great. Do you know what though? Financial freedom is one of the best feelings I think there is because you yeah. just don't have the stress that, you know, money issues can place on you. So it's oh, it's yeah. worth the effort. <laughs> totally. And it's like a small investment to make in your future, like in the rest of your life, essentially, you know, it's temporary, but once you figure it out, it's, that's it. You, you've got it, you know? Yes, definitely. And where Mm -hmm. is the best place for everyone to connect with you? They can send me a message on Instagram at budgets for millennials or on my website. You can also send me a message, but I'm definitely reaching out to the millennials. So hit me up or slide into my DMs on Instagram. It's definitely the way to reach me. That makes sense. (laughs) So so thinking back over the past week or so, last two questions here, what has been your biggest mom fail and your biggest mom win? My biggest mom fail would definitely be, um, 
letting Aaron see. We have those magnetic childproof locks because I thought they would look nicer in our kitchen. Um, <laughs> but he's like figured out how to use it just by watching me and Ooh. knows how to slide the magnet along the door to get it out. So now I just like, it just seems pointless. I spent hours childproofing the house because he's just like outsmarted me. So like, don't let your kids watch how you open childproofing solution <laughs> you know it will pick it up very quickly so like mom's like definitely letting him you know test it out to you like I should have redirected him to something else you know but he's figured it out <laughs> totally <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> yeah. and my mom win um would definitely be sharing more of the nighttime routines with Dave um just so I can like get my workout in and we alternate nights, which gives us both a little bit of time to either start dinner or work out, which, you know, I, I kind of feel like I like hogged nighttime routines. So, and I didn't really know what was on the other side. I think the mom guilt thing, I didn't want to share it. Um, mm. but now that I'm like on the other side of it and I like love having a little bit of time to like zip downstairs and do a workout in our gym or, um, start dinner and just have like a little bit of time. I never really realized what it was like. Cause I was so in the whole putting him to bed thing and I kind of missed out or felt like I was missing out, but it's important to have that time. So I think that's definitely a win for me is starting to share that a little bit more. Goes back to your, not quite the same, but kind of asking for help and letting people help. <laughs> I'm sure Dave's happy to help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he gets a little bit of time with him too. So, yeah, you know, can't hog everything so yeah. and that's like a family fun. that's like a family win right there so that's awesome yeah, totally <laughs> all right thank you so much nicole and look forward to connecting with you more have a great yeah. one thanks thanks so much for having me thank you thank you for listening to cool mom 101 with emily kylo if you liked our podcast please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time <laughs>